This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Wavelength. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the reflexive, perplexive, concussive, verbose, remorseless, and 100% pro-life, Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? <laughs> um, it's all right. Went to um, do something when I was waiting for you. I went and was uh, spending some time on John Tesh's Wikipedia page. Found out a bit of... Uh, Zoomage, as they say, Nick. Are you sitting down? Yes. It's got a podcast. Jesus Christ. Now, here's the strange thing. It's got a podcast with Gib Gerard, Gil Gerard's kid. There's no um, way. And his wife, John Tesh's wife, Connie Selica, used to be married to Gil Gerard. That's where that Gib comes from. But uh, yeah, they have a podcast. And I just wanted to say before we get started, these motherfuckers, they think they can zoom in? Yeah. It's called Intelligence for Your Life. They really went nuts. By the way. You know, they think they can zoom in? They think they can do wavelength? Mm-mm. You know? Get out of our wheelhouse, man. John Tesh. He's around 70 years young. Known for being bland? Is that what that, like, the main thing? The main he's a thing? composer. He's a composer, right? I don't know much about him. Let me go back. Yeah, he's... Known for being bland. <laughs> Known for making music that inspires nobody's heartbeat to, to move. Looks Looking a little like Alexander Gudinov these days. Back you remember what Alexander Gudinov yeah, looked he's like, right? Deceased he's long movie. dead. He's long dead. But Anyway, how about you? What are you up to, Nick? How, how you been? I'm fine, sir. It's just, you know, it's cold out. Mm-hmm. It's the holiday season. Everybody's all fest. You know, you're kicking ass. You know, trying to just really be the best person I can be. Oh, really? You are in? You got the Christmas spirit? Yeah. Well, is that what happened? I'm avoiding everyone, is what I'm saying. That's how you're doing it, huh? Yeah, I'm staying the fuck. Do you really feel like you got a little bit of a holiday uh, facelift, as they say? You know, you're you're just a little spring in your step, a little winter in your step? No, 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 no. Nope. I mean, I don't hate the holidays. It's just... Uh, More hugs. Never enough. More hugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what... What? But you're, you seem like you're a little bit jolly Well, I, you know, days. it's funny. I make a point to reach out to people I don't normally talk to or, or get to hang out with during the holidays. Okay. And uh, I reached out and got in touch with a, a mutual friend of ours. Okay. That we hadn't caught up with in a while. And it was nice to actually kind of, you know, it's like no time had passed. COVID? Yep. <sighs> COVID's doing all right. I checked in. Yeah, COVID is doing all right. You thought COVID maybe was gone, but if you look at the news at all, it's not. COVID's not. COVID, uh, basically, like a, like a treat under the tree, just poison ready to be 
celebrated on, you know? To yeah, I mean, people, they don't know what to do at this point. It's been around forever. They think it's going to be, what, a yearly thing? Like the flu, you get vaccinated. Who knows, Nick? It's certainly not letting up. Now, yeah, what about masks? Are you out there with masks? Fuck no. You're fuck, done. Fuck a mask. <laughs> fuck a mask, man. It's probably a good idea to still I kick a mask on. I see some of mask and I get grumpy now. It's like we, we're, in the next, we're in the next phase. It's like, we aren't, though, it's like, right? In a it's weird like way. when you see somebody in a horse-drawn carriage, you're like, get that fucking rat shit out of here. We've evolved. You know, you have been perfect for this time, and fortunately they were written about centuries ago. The man in the iron mask mm-hmm. would have been well prepared for COVID. Well, actually, you know, what do you think? I mean, considering he's a fictitious creation, is that not based on a real in, a real dude? It's Vic, he's part Vic of Hugo, right? Vic Hugo wrote it. Yeah, he's part of the uh, Three Musketeer universe, the Man of the Iron Mask. Am I right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know much about that. Those characters. I know they call it the Three Musketeers, and there's four of them, right? Aramis, Porthos, D'Artagnan, and uh, Skippy. What's is the it, other guy's name? Ted. Is it? Is it? Is there another one? Raphael? I don't know, but I thought there was four of them. Maybe one gets killed. Yancey? Kevin? Aramis, Porthos, D'Artagnan, and there's the other one. There's no, so okay, you got Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, right? Right. I'm looking it up. Oh, John Tesh. Is there a fourth musketeer? The principal character is D'Artagnan. I is added that. as the fourth, he said as the fourth musketeer. That's, that's Chris O'Donnell. Here. So Athos, Porthos, oh, Athos, and Aramis. Okay, so yeah. Athos, I forgot. That's easy to forget. No, he's the musketeer with the best sound. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then my, and then the man in the iron mask is the fifth musketeer, right? He just yeah. headbutts everybody. I like that Porthos is the fat one. Is that true? Yes. They double down and just make his yeah. name a fat name. Is that what happened? Maybe that's where Portly comes from. Maybe you're a fan of the Kiefer Musketeers movie, right? I am. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Who was the who was the the actress Jeremy in that one? Jeremy Irons. Know? Oh yeah, it must have been no the actress. Is it Anwar? No, it's not Dagmara. It? No, she's too young. It was worth it though. I found out that Rebecca De Mornay is the is the actress in it, and that Wincott's in yes, it. Yes, he is. So I clicked away from our recording to find that. I know where he got his jeweled piece. I know of how he got his bed. Oh. <laughs> it's a classic joke. Anyway, that settles it, Nick. We are off to a, a record-breaking start on the podcast. <laughs> talk about John Tesh. Talk about Oliver Platt. Well, since it's Christmas time, tell us one. Tell the audience one thing that you received as a as a gift that you really appreciate from your Christmas day. One thing I got. Yeah. Well, the the listeners will know that I'm a big Star Wars coffee cup, coffee mug collector. Got two two things to mention here. My wife got me because I have. My mugs are taking up so much space in the cabinets. She got me a, a rack, a mug rack for the wall so I can hang my coffee cups on. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to put it up. I also got a new mug. Nick got me one <laughs> that says, what does it say, One Way yeah. Out? And it's a Andor quote because there's no, um, I don't know if it's an official, but if there's no official Andor coffee mugs out, Nick got me a coffee mug. No, that won't, why did, or order I, I, yeah, it won't hang on your rear rack, though. There's no handle, so you lose. It's fine. That can go in the cabinet. Yes. That's nice, because that's the kind of cup that keeps your shit cold or hot, depending on what you yep. put in it, right? How about you? What did you get? What gift did you enjoy? I got some hard money. I'll take that all the time. People give you I money. Huh? hard money from my mother-in-law. I got some money. How much? Good, 
Give me the exact total. Well, I'll tell you how long it would last in the casino. Probably yeah. a minute and 20 seconds. Um, Are you going to take yeah, it there? Yeah, probably. That's good. Hey, Merry Christmas, by the way. Oh, Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy holidays. And to all the listeners. To the listeners. Yeah, to the listeners. No matter how you celebrate, you know, if it's Christmas, if it's Hanukkah, if it's the joyless solstice, if it's, you know, Teddy's holiday, if it's Kwanzaa, if it's Miracle Day, you know, if it's Shave Your Butt to Work Day. Whatever it is, enjoy. Hope it went well. I hope 2023, that's the next year, right? 23? Mm-hmm. I hope everybody is contact. healthy and ready for the Rise of the Beasts or whatever that Transformers movie is called. There's a new Transformers movie on the way. You're right. No Michael Bay, though. Has he had it with that franchise? Is he done? He's too busy making giant hits like Emergency. Ambulance. <laughs> Can you remember it? Have you not seen it, by the way? I turned it off. It was it was on one of the stream you know streamers. I turned it off. People said they it was good. You didn't like it, I guess. I didn't, I didn't like what I saw. That's uh, Jake Jones saw Jake Jones yeah, yeah. and yeah. But guys, it's the movie Microscope. So we zoom in. We slip some grief into the generators. We fill our pants with bowling bags. We run rush shot over a straight guy. Pop a squat with the entrail ghost. Cut the cord on a sausage. We awaken in Bolden and kick a snow angel to death. We puree the dreams of children and serve it with a crisp. We pull Riff Ram Winkle to his heart as a rock and then masturbate him to completion. We don the masks of the wicked and then head to supercuts. And we grease ourselves... Slide down the wavelength of life. Watch a movie through a set of diseased, distressed, aborted eyes. Eyes that have been ripped from our own sockets and put right back in gently and carefully. All of the cavities filled. All of the connections tied. A sweet meringue glaze covering them as we simmer through the viscosity and discover what makes or breaks. Share it with the likes of you. So if we were talking about Mr. Nobody. We wouldn't talk about the scene where Jared Leto discovers he's immortal and God says, fuck this and blows up infinity. We talk about the little moments. <laughs> and there is a ton of those in today's feature, Mr. Wavelengths from 1982. Directed by the aptly named Mike Gray. Mm-hmm. Writing about his peeps. <laughs> so, um, 1983's. Wavelength. Nick, I hadn't heard of this movie. I wish that remained to be the case. <laughs> but you had, I guess, decided that this movie existed. I had to know about it and also watch it. There's a. It's a big deal for me. Why? Because I I had stared at that video box for four decades, you know. And you never, never watched, watched it. it. Now, it's funny that you've never watched it because you admitted when we did Revenge of the Nerds uh, and what was the other movie with Robert Number Carradine, one with a bullet. Number one with a bullet. That you had convinced yourself that you were a pretty huge Robert Carradine fan, like that he was cool, but you skipped this one. I did, and honestly, I can't. He creeps me so much out. He creeps mm-hmm. me out so much. Just looking at him, he's such a lech. I don't know if it's true. But he feels like a lech. In real life, he seems like a nice guy. I think his characters always have a little... Like he's trying to kind of, I don't know, play against his image, which is which is dorky. And so in this, he plays like a musician that the ladies... Or he's always catching the ladies' eyes. He's angry about his art. You know, he's living this kind of boho lifestyle, but he also is a tough guy. You know, you don't want to mess with him because he doesn't get to take anybody's guff. And he also lives next to a, a site that has aliens in it. A government building that's Boho. experimenting on captured aliens. Bohemian? Is that short okay. for? Wouldn't that be Bohe? Never heard of Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be Bohe? I think Boho's okay. right. I never heard it. That's, um, that's pretty great. Could be wrong. Anyway, how do we watch this film, by the way? Let's just get that YouTube. out of the way. YouTube. And it, it was actually, the only reason we were able to watch it is because there's a show called No, there's, a, there's a, two other versions of it on there that I found. That, oh, really? That you can yep, play with yep, that? But, the, but the quality wasn't as good. Even though the quality on this wasn't stellar. Yeah, 
Creature Features is a show kind of like uh, Joe Bob, Bob Briggs' show on Shudder where they interrupt the movie to talk to have like little fun skits or talk about the film and they had these three characters they're kind of monster type characters that that I, I enjoyed it I, I like I like I watching hate, their, I hate all of production. that you don't like that I stuff, really hate I, I like it yeah so I would watch uh, more of these guys you poor person if the movie was yeah. interesting to me they knew they had a bad one by the way this movie they knew they had a dog well there's a dog in it and, yes uh, there is a dog named frank played by i wrote his name down yeah, nuggets which i have a dog of it with the same name dog was a highlight of this film but nick let's talk about your seeing this video cover and then now however many years later we watched it did it live up to expectations Brownwall, as if on cue Absolutely not. Although, was the cover was the cover cool? The cover sort of cool. Remember the video cover, sort of cool. It's not as cool when you realize they're lying to you. I mean, actually, they get the pod right, but the alien's face is not the face of a boy. It's a face with big old eyes and a screaming face. I just put it on our on our Instagram today. Now I wonder, did this movie since AT came out in 1982 and this in '83? Is this one of these movies that they quickly threw together to? capitalize on the popularity of oh, I don't know what movie, about it says think? to you that they quickly threw it together how dare you <laughs> I called you last night 10 minutes into this movie trying to pull a ripcord and I realized you packed my chute with an anvil <laughs> and you did not let me abandon ship and I'm glad we didn't I told you to be no I just I just love the idea of um, a, a film crew filming at night in Los Angeles with three naked boys I mean, even though their genitalia are, are a barren wasteland covered up by a merkin of skin, it's still an astonishing thought that Robert Carradine and whoever that girl's name are walking around with three naked children. Cherry, that's the, you're talking about Cherry Curry, or I think it's Cherry Curry, who was the lead singer of the 70s band The Runaways, and she turned actress for a while, mm-hmm. I guess, and um, I think she still acts a little bit. I wondered if... Carradine, I, w- I was wondering how this cast came together, you know? Who signed on first? I can understand Cherry Curry wanted to do it because she wanted to be an actress, but wasn't Robert Carradine already sort of an established persona at this point? Was this pre-Revenge of the Nerds? I think Revenge of the Nerds was 84. No, post. Is it really? He had this movie in his pocket already. Huh? I don't, And I don't think Robert Carradine had any illusions that he was going to be turning down roles ever. Looking at his filmography... That's a good use of your time. Just going to kill it here. I mean, he was pretty... He had been working for about a he decade. He was in The Long Riders by then. Prior to this. He did um, Dear Revenge of the Nerds right after this, right? And right before this, he was in Tag the Assassination Game, which I think we've talked about this, that on the show. Was it before. a gotcha clone or something? It was like similar to gotcha, yeah. And, and Keenan Wynn is in this, who I believe he's been in a microscope film or two already. One of the kind of go-to character guys from that era. Had an amazing voice. Looks almost like a... Uh, what's the, the guys that did those claymation, you know, Santa movies? And, Rankin Bass? What are those guys? Rankin and Bass. He looks like a Rankin and Bass character for real. Nick, he was in the dark, believe okay. it or not. Yeah. I wonder if he had a conversation with his agent after a while. It's like, you know, you put me in the dark, you put me in wavelength. Do you hate me? What's happening? You know, like, what is, the, do you just want to see me suffer on set? Trying to make this shit work. Am I not mistaken in that those are both films that we watched on YouTube? The Dark we watched on Amazon Prime. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. What did we watch on YouTube that was a necessary episode? We watched No Escape. That's right. Uh, on YouTube. But it was called something else. Escape from Sobrador or whatever, or, or Penal Colony or whatever. It was good quality. Keenan Wynn is a deceased yeah. individual, no longer planet walking, 
He isn't, but like I tell you what, that guy had a great voice. I liked his presence in the film in films. He he's memorable in most films. Um, in most films, man, he got got put in some got slotted in some bad stuff. I tell you that. I don't I don't know much of his career, but I think I think they told him Keenan. It is filming two blocks from your house. You could walk to set. Yeah, Keenan went. We should do a movie that he's in that's that's supposed to be good so we can heap some praise on him you know and this he he really is just yeah. there he hangs out with the dog a little bit i bet that was a highlight he's very possessive of his lantern in this movie yes he you're right that's a huge zoom i wrote that down <laughs> all right so let's what's the plot of this nick look man bob carradine is a a musician whose career is starting to flag he owes money his last record hasn't you know done so well he's a classical guitarist i guess ish and um he lives in this you know kind of boho existence with his dog and uh yeah there's a weird building near him and he he hooks up with a a a woman who has some sort of special senses and she hears aliens screaming for help and they go pull those naked boys out take them to church throw some shit clothes on them and then watch their space ball take them away (laughs) the the end (laughs) By the way, guess who does the score to this? Tangerine Dream, who are great. What if they end up on this one? I guess the the producers paid their fee. It was recorded in Germany, so they didn't have to come look at this. They're good. They they, they must have thrown them some scraps. You know, just hit some synths and just go, yeah, here you go, guys. Our signature sound is put it over the the part where the the boys are in jeans. (laughs) I don't know. Like it's not one of their most scintillating scores, but it's not a bad one. And the album cover that they have for this is a black and white sort of distressed picture of one of the naked boys' heads. Is it really? They actually released an album. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it's on the album itself, but Robert Carradine has two songs as well. He does. He has two. Well, he has two songs on the soundtrack. I'm trying to find the names of. They're not because they're not inspiring no but the names were kind of pretentious like one of them's like called ever something no that's his daughter right is he is he we figured that out is he fathered yeah. ever carradine that's what we talked about on the other episode i don't ever remember anything god i can't zoom in uh i'm not gonna find it but if he wrote a song about his daughter and put it in wavelength i mean that's that's cruelty <laughs> yeah. you know so anyway yeah we do get some a lot of shots of him playing real guitar at the beginning of this film there's a lot of time spent with him that we don't need like like he is in a recording studio laying down a track this guy comes in as mad we gotta hold the we gotta hold the phone we gotta hold the phone um robert carradine played guitar in mayor winningham's album (laughs) not kidding i saw her perform live we talked about this right i'm afraid i'm afraid that we have I'm, re- I'm real. I'm life real afraid that we have. She opened for, I believe, John Wesley Harding. I think I think that's how I saw her play live. Yeah, um, he, so he he still will pop in from time to time and uh, completely blow people away. And there is the yeah, most he, pretentious photo of him holding his guitar. I know. It's IMDb. No, no, it's on, this, uh, it's on Discogs. Look, I can't hate Robert Carradine. I think he might be a nice guy, and he's talented. He he can play guitar. You know, look, obviously. But getting back to the film, like I said, he's in this recording studio, studio. He's laying down some stupid track that no one ever would care about. And this guy rolls in, and he's mad because Carradine hasn't paid some kind of bill. And he then Robert Carradine then smashes his acoustic guitar to shreds. 100%. Because he's so angry. Cut to his house like he lives in a some kind of bungalow or something. And he just has kind of like a seemingly stress-free life. Hangs out with his dog, goes to the bar at night, and 
hits on ladies and and really what's happening is the ladies are hitting on him and this is where he meets and falls into some easy love with cherry curry he picks up in the bar takes her home they're in a relationship you think it's going to be great like you know they're having they're they're kind of in the throes of the early relationship but she unfortunately can communicate with aliens telepathically and unfortunately for her they live next door and they're giving her headaches. She doesn't know. They sound like whale sounds. And he's like, I just want to smooch on you. And she's crying because she hears these screams of terror and fear from an alien race. <laughs> now, there's another version of this story where there are no aliens. And she mm-hmm. is just screaming in terror and having headaches because she just fucked Robert Carradine. <laughs> and she needs to reconcile that in her mind. So she's creating whale sounds in her head to, to beat enough. reality and push it away. Aliens... Now, what we didn't... Not the problem here. What we, what we didn't tell you is that the, the, the filmmaker decided that Cherry Curry needs to be doing some voiceover here to film. Just at the beginning and end, though, basically. They, they abandon it throughout the rest of the film. And uh, so she's telling a story, and she's, you know, the central figure here, of course, is Robert Carradine. And she says her problem, Nick, is she can spot tormented souls at about 500 I yards. I can spot... Just she says a, that... Ex- yeah, yeah she, also, she says it. Yeah. yeah. And you think she's talking about Robert Carradine, but guess what? She also can spot these tormented alien souls. You think so? You know what I'm saying? It's a little little rope-a-dope. You think so? In the narration. I don't. Oh, yeah. What's what's her name, Nick? What's her Spick name? Spick Schlop. Smand Rop. Longacre. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> so Iris Longacre... And just like M. Night can hear voices, she can hear voices, mm-hmm. right? And man, she didn't like it. And so they go one night to investigate it. They want to go and, you know, there's a government building that seems to be closed, but she sees that there's a plant in one of the windows, so someone's watering a plant, so she knows it's not abandoned. And so they do some sneaking and snooping, and they go down a little secret door. Uh, they go, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a vent, an air vent. A little vent. And then that's where they run into this Keenan Wynn, who's... Robert Carradine's neighbor, a friend, and he's uh, out there with them, and he won't let <laughs> he won't let Carradine hold his and lantern. He, and Carradine runs off to his home. There's a weird to get one. They chose to write that into the movie where <laughs> instantly Robert Carradine says, "I want it home," and runs off screen. God knows how far mm-hmm. away to his house. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so his friend, this guy, won't lend him a lantern because he's afraid that Carradine will lose even though it down Carradine there. lent him money like two scenes before that. And so then he does. He does. They have a scene where he runs home, and then they cut when he gets back with his own lantern. The problem, the good thing about this is the movie sets up a problem that the characters can solve. What's that? That's what I'm saying. He goes <laughs> gets his lantern. Well, in in uh, the Asian territories, this movie was released as his own lantern. I I have a um, good. I have some good news and a good zoom for you. Okay. The entire soundtrack is remixes of other Tangerine Dream music, including the main title of Wavelength. So they basically said, we will not make any new music for you, but we will slightly remix existing music for you. So it was no sweat off their German ass. <laughs> I like that these there there's these close-up scenes before any of the alien action happens of Carradine, just close-ups of him blowing up a guitar, you know, just like destroying... Just playing the, his heart out. Of I the mean, guitar. is he? You know, just killing it like no one has before or since. Just you know, like Dylan esque. He was moderate, like a regular Carlos Santana. You know, like just like he's living on. He's living on those strings. He's finger picking. You know? I love the fact that and, they they, uh, have the, they they shot scenes in an actual recording studio with 
actual Robert Carradine, and they tried, you know, they got somebody, to, a serious, a guy to seriously sit there in the engineering seat and look like he wasn't laughing his ass off. Great performance. So Cherry Curry, who plays Iris Longacre, and I think I'm saying her name right. I don't think it's Cherry. I think it's Cherry Curry. Am I, am I wrong? It, I would say Sherry. Is it Sherry Curry? Am I saying it, it wrong? It doesn't matter. I know she has that song, Cherry Bomb. Let me look it up. I mean, I feel it, bad I mean, if I say her name wrong the whole time. Is there, as long as it's not Affleck, you're fine. Cherie. Cherie Curry. Well, at least I stopped saying it wrong. At least I stopped saying it wrong. I didn't say it wrong the whole show. Cherie. <laughs> you're right. It's Cherie. I had a, I had two options both wrong, and you corrected me. Cherie Curry. And I guess I was just getting mixed up with her very popular song, Cherry Bomb. I still want to call her Cherry Curry, but we'll call her Cherie Curry. Anyway, she says when they descend in this, this vent, she gets scared. Because Robert Carradine wants to go towards these voices that she's hearing. And he goes, look, he makes a deal with her. He goes, let's keep going until we see a reason to turn back. And then she screams, this looks like a good reason to turn back. And this camera shows us nothing. Because it's completely dark. Can't see a thing. You know? There's a couple of shots like that in this movie. She's absolutely losing her chill down there because what's happening in this government building, and they cut, they're cutting to these little boy aliens, and one of them's on a slab, and they're cutting into his chest because they're doing an experimentation on him. They're, they're doing an alien autopsy. They're cutting him um, out. And she, like Elliot, is linked to these aliens, and she starts screaming bloody murder. Meanwhile, Robert uh, Carradine's like, just please, shh, please be quiet. We're in, not supposed to be here. And the government agents hear these screams, and they come apprehend Instantly. Instantly get them. And, and then the movie uh, the becomes a sort of a, a play where it's a bunch of men in suits and, and uniforms obsessing over these creeps that they've gathered from this alien crash site. And then people are getting starting to get sick. Keenan wins up upstairs with his walking around with the dog going, "What the f?" Carradine is trying to hotwire the room while being completely watched by people on video camera. The poor aliens are He's just in a little yeah, cell. The aliens are just living their best life in those tubes, and, and she, guys are getting and envelopes. Curry, guys they, are listening to the Dodgers game. All sorts of weird shit going on. They realize that she is uh, linked to these aliens, right? And so they kind of the government agents start to use her to figure out why the aliens like what what do they want and she's like well they're mad that you're cutting into them pussies and they're like newsflash they don't like having their bodies destroyed and reconciled oh by the way when they, when they were talking about the, do you notice when they were going over the alien like they're showing you know they can't show much they cut into some you know dummy or whatever and they kind of pull a flat back but they have to rely on the doctor talking about what he's seeing. They got double lungs, you know, things they like that. Identical organs. They start talking about their. They start talking about their crop. He calls it a crop. Zooms yeah. in. Yeah, he does. I love my favorite line in the movie when the doc says, "I expected more pubes." And so then they take her straight to the alien tubes. They take our Cherie Curry to the alien tubes, where there's three aliens. They're kept in these like what it looks like rigatonis, right? <laughs> exactly. Little tiny. Now, if I'm not mistaken, aren't there only three tubes? What do you mean? There's only three tubes in that room. Right. You mean where the fourth one comes? Where are they keeping Alpha? Or are they just moving yeah, right, right to the table that. and start fucking them up? They have Alpha, Delta, Gamma, and Beta. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those are the four. Yeah. And Alpha is the one that they they experimented on and I guess killed. I mean, they injured for him forever. How did they also, they've been keeping them cold in these tubes. It happens. And she tells them, like, when they asked her what they're asking about, what are the aliens communicating to her? She says, they want to know what you've done with their friend. <laughs> and then they immediately cut to a golf game. <laughs> and this is what, this is how you know that things are ramping up, that they take this to the president. They show a, a politician that's getting a uh, call on a golf course. That they 
they show um, a plane in the sky and then they talk about you know they have voiceover about the president so some serious shit starts to go down yep and it's because and it's think you think it's because the aliens but it's real they realize that it's actually they got a hold of Robert Carey. They did, and they have the whole country's worried. What's going to happen? Is he going to smash another guitar? <laughs> that scene. Anyway, a car goes through a secret. This is how insane this movie. They have a car, they have a, a secret wall that a car goes through, and then they lower it. Mm-hmm. Did you notice this? And on the wall, there's like a fake shelf with like detergent and like Windex and stuff on it. It's like they have a fake wall with like a fake like you know glued on like cleaning supplies, but they don't. They don't sh- barely. They barely show it. Shame. Somebody somebody took some sweet time to put that together. You know. <laughs> Yeah, now, now we, this may be because of the way that the video is cropped, but there is boom mic appearances throughout this film. There is. And I don't know if that's because it's, you know, I, I can't imagine if you had the, vi- the amazing VHS tape that you would see those boom mics. But they're there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I can't imagine that they left those in. You know, I mean, I, this is a shoddy production for sure, but that's Hush your mouth. a mistake. Maybe they left those in on, per- maybe the aliens, like they should have explained that. Uh, some just throwaway line of dialogues. I can't believe we have to keep the mics on for these dumb aliens well, the, in case they make Well, the aliens sound, read their minds, sounds. so maybe the aliens just use boom mics to read their minds. But the, here's just great. People start yeah. to get sick. There's this missive from the government that says, hey, where the, where the crash happened, shit's going haywire. Uh-huh. And so they're like, well, here's what... the ground is poison. So they are, they've already committed to killing Bobby Carradine and Sherry. Sherry, Sherry... Cherie, um, Cherie, yeah. So they just said, "Here, we're going to give you a gift. We're going to put you together." And they're like, "Well, this is great." They don't know that they're going to cover them in rubble. It's great because it gives them the opportunity to see these sweeties in the flesh, and the movie kicks into major overdrive and becomes an escape. Well, look, it it does, but I got to back up because they have to tell you because because Shuri Curry is linked to these aliens, and so they're worried that the audience isn't going to buy it without an explanation. No, they're not. They need to explain why she can communicate and why Robert Carradine can't or no one else can hear him. So they have a doctor explain that she's a twin. Right. That might have something to do with it. And she's also always in a meditative state. And the other people walk with them are like, huh? And, he, and he's like, her brain doesn't have any background noise. When she's not talking, her mind slips into an alpha state. She has an unusually quiet mind. All this is a long way to Air say head. she's dumb, you know? <laughs> it's a dumbass. And then they cut to her wearing what looks like somebody had glued air buds to her temples. The dog? You know, no. <laughs> temples of the, the temple no, of the air dog. No, <laughs> I wish we did air bud. I got me, this movie got me craving air bud. Did I say, I said air buds. It sounded like air buds, though. And the movie um, ends. No, okay. But now, so they have these, 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 let's talk a little bit about the sweeties. So what they've done is they've taken children... They've shaven their heads. They've put them in a skin suit with no genitalia. They might have put bald caps on them. I, I, I'd like to think that the kids were talented enough to get their head shaved. <laughs> and, and they said, act fucking weird. Don't even look at the camera sometimes. Just looks right at the camera. No worries, little baldy. And the kids are up to the task because they walk around Three of them. looking like Bill Moomy, man. Like all weird, all weird touching each other. Looking all like looking into each other's foreheads and shit. It's very strange. They have a more moral. They're having a moral argument at this at this government facility. Should they heat them up, Nick? Because they've been in cold. Should they heat yeah. them up? So they, instead, they just throw Robert Carradine and Sheree Curry in a room with them, and then they smash the rigatonis open <laughs> and get the little alien crawlers out. But not before we see this insane scene. Now maybe this is something, and I just didn't know, but. They were asking uh, for some identification from one of the main government officials to get into a room. 
and they ask him for a lip print. Now, is that a thing? I saw this. He takes what looks like he takes what looks like a credit card and sticks it up against his lower lip inside of it, and then hands it back to the security guard, who then lets him through. Mm-hmm. Gets a lip yep. print. Oh, is this? Can you tell me? Is this a thing? One hundred percent. I gotta zoom in. Wikipedia lip print. And I don't want to tell tales out of school, but that's actually his lip on that card in that movie. He did his own stunt. I think it's like lip. It's linked to fingerprints. Yeah, it's a thing. That's that's why that episode of House they were dusting for lips. I wanted to dust the body for lips. <laughs> but he like it looks like this is like if your smoocher. That's the lip print. This guy went inside the lip, the smooth part. Yeah, you know? I think a four star general or whatever might want to not stick his lip on a piece of paper for a guy. And the best is they 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 show that they had this scene where they everybody's in a room and they shut the lights off and they do this slide presentation. It is one hundred percent pitch black, and there's dialogue scenes yeah. where the camera is pointed at a man you can't see talking, and then the, and then they cut to these slides. And the camera is so far away from the slides, you can't see what's going on. Miracle work, Mr. No. Gray, who is dead now, by the way. He died forever. He's super sure? dead. He died quite some time ago, worked in the China Syndrome, and now he worked in the Dying Syndrome. He is so gone. He's a, a piece of fucking shit now, Mike Gray. <laughs> he, he, uh, push what he came upon this earth to, to do. He made wavelength with Robert Carradine and pissed off. <laughs> The guy was lucky as shit. He was lucky as shit because yeah. he got to work on some huge ones. He wrote The China Syndrome. He wrote Code of Silence for Charles Norris. Wow. And he had something to do. He was a second unit director on The Fugitive with Hank Ford. And he played a role in the miracle known as Chain Reaction. So he, after directing, he went back to like kind of behind the scenes? I think, well, they saw Wavelength. Not to say directors said, behind the scenes. You know... Take what you can get. Like, you know, he was the horn polisher on Legend after this, I think. So they take uh, the the little alien boys to a couple places. They take them to a gas station, and then these, I don't know, these guys come in, and they, I don't know if they think that these, if they're po- these guys are police, or are they just trying to protect the are children? Are you talking about the what, bathroom? What's that scene about? Best scene yeah. in the movie. Okay, so let's talk about because I didn't. I was half paying attention to this. So zoom in. they are on the run. Yes, I know they're on the run. And, and they find this public bathroom, like you would find at like a, a softball field or something. And these two undercover, I guess, vice cops or whatever, who would normally bust people yeah. in these bathrooms, come in and see Robert Carradine and Sherry Curie, Curry with a na- with three naked boys, and they're. Their fucking spidey sense starts a tingling. Yeah, they punched Robert Carradine straight in the so, mouth. Yeah, there's nothing good that could be happening here. And, and you got your old man and the and the dog out watching out front, lurking near the payphone. That there's a, a whole subplot with Keenan Wynn and a payphone. I did not need to see, but he actually scoffs at a dollar bill in favor of a of a coin in one scene, which astounded me. It's like that's heck. The film's budget could not suffer from that. But yeah, he punches Mr. Carradine, and then he's they're screaming that they've got these boys, and you're got to be manhandling them. I mean, I can't believe I don't see a finger in one of these guys right now. And what happens to the, the, those police individuals? The one cop decides that he's going to be he's hero. He's heroing. He goes to one of these poor, declothed aliens that looks like a young boy and grabs his arm and then fries himself to death because you can't touch these aliens. Not if they don't want you to, because they. They run hot. 
And that guy makes the dumbest and face on a dead man of all time. Yeah, he does. But he makes a stupid, and his part- stupid face. And then his partner skedaddles. Partner leaves. They look like they are. They they look like they got the vice undercover vice cop spirit Halloween outfits. Those two. And I I, I thought it'd been great yeah, I mean, if they they bust and said, "What do you do with these kids that have no dick?" And then they leave. There's literally nothing you could do that hasn't already been done. Let's let's get let's go. So what do you do once a once an alien that you that you're on the run with once one of the aliens kills a man what do you do next i'm not taking my pants off just then but i do have some material that i could replay in my brain later on in the evening if that's what you're saying they they take the aliens to church <laughs> they do well, Nick. but because the church has a clothing bin it does but they take them to church and the aliens of course they get a load of jesus on the cross there there's a weird shot where they're mm-hmm. looking at Jesus, and then the camera pans to the left so you can see his completely pinned to the cross hand. Yep. And, they, and then they look at their own hands, and they're like, we ain't him. <laughs> they look at the candles lit. They're all investigating this this this, this uh, very beautiful Did you think that that earth. one alien was going to ignite all the candles? When he's standing in front of you, didn't you think he was going to do a magic trick? They don't have the budget for that. What are they going to do? And I also thought there was going to be some sort of respect like they're gonna like tip their cap in respect when they saw jesus up there. i thought there was gonna be some they they knew who he was or something i thought there was gonna be some of that uh uh-uh. no, they're yeah. like who is this weirdo on so up they, on the hill there they throw some clothes on these creeps and they get in a, <laughs> to not, a car they, and they're passing they don't just put clothes on them they have to be coerced because they don't like things touching their skin yeah that's what it, Cher, sherry curry says they don't like things touching their skin barbara carradine says come on and then they have clothes on <laughs> and so then they get in the car and they're going do you notice they're going by things and they the little aliens characters who are yeah they they see exorcist and exorcist 2 uh double feature right. wouldn't it be great if they if they stopped and watched it and the aliens blow up earth after the heretic like fuck this touch my arm god i'm gonna burn you to a secret crisp <laughs> but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they don't they're zooming they're trying to get they gotta get these aliens home nick they gotta get them to they got to get them home. They don't. You know? They don't know what they're doing. They so they decided to take them to Mexico. <laughs> we have you. We'll, let's say it's a little shy of the plebeian nebula, but let me get you to Mexico. It's close enough. As they're doing this in this in uh, Dan's truck, what's his face? His truck. Dan's friend. That's friend. Yeah. Um, Who he calls with the payphone? That major subplot. Robert Carradine is falling oh, ill yeah. in the truck bed. He's getting sick. Nick, he's falling prey to this alien sickness. Yep. He's dying, Nick. Yep. And then I started to wake up. I was like, is Carradine going to die from the alien croup? Please let him die. <laughs> you know? Nope. They get to the desert, wherever they are. The aliens, <laughs> they touch him back to health, fortunately. He lives. But not before uh, Sherry Curry makes everybody stop by screaming and pounding the window that Bobby's sick. Bobby's sick. Hey. She screams at him. If I was the guy driving, I'd be like, "You can calm down. Just, just knock. Just tap. Just rap with your knuckles. I'll, I'll pull over." I didn't know. I'm on high alert already because I'm transporting aliens. You don't need and naked aliens. There's no, you can't. It's like a DEFCON after that. You know, it's not like don't Do you know, don't knock unless you, something really crazy happens. Like Robert Carradine gets sick. Whenever they you saw the aliens in the big clothes, like the the hand, like wherever the you know the. The donated clothes. Did they remind you of Duddits? No. Do you think that's inspiration for Maybe. Duddits? Any of them? Mr. Gay? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Gay. Honey Wahlberg, do you think he watched this preparing for 
Does, does he have YouTube? By the way, aliens somehow oh. already they hopped out of their clothes on the way to the <laughs> to the desert. Did they you probably notice? burnt them off. They probably just burned the clothes right off. They get a, they're back on again later, but for a while they they, they must just they should. I mean, that would have been a very necessary cutscene where the aliens say, "You know what? Let's, let's lose these threads." And all of this as as all this is happening, as like they don't really know what to do next. We're Carradine bemoans and complains and says he wishes he had his harmonica. Can you imagine him busting that bad boy out in the middle of this movie? Mm-hmm. But they but they start getting frisky. Him and his girl. They don't just get frisky. They thunderfuck. Do they thunderfuck in front of the aliens? They do, actually. They have sex in front of the aliens. I thought they just are ki- kissing and stuff. No. Wow. They're first they're around a fire, and Carradine's always interested in what the aliens are doing and says, you know, how do they eat? Do we need to feed them? And Cherie Curry says, they don't eat. They absorb the energy around them. They don't eat. Gross. And then he goes, well, they don't They don't talk either. Why do they have mouths? Right? And so she says, oh, they're, they're leftover. They're vestigial. Right? She says, they use them for sex. So mm-hmm. she says, and then they cut to the three twelve-year-olds <laughs> in alien getup. Right, you know what I'm saying. And then everyone around the campfire, including Dan's friends, I laughing. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then yes, then they do cut to a scene of Carradine and Sherry Curry romping in the back of this uh, truck. They've already had sex. They're about to have sex for a second time or so, maybe a fourth time. Carradine looks up into the hills, sees three alien creeps staring down at them, freaks out, and then Shri Curry says they've been there for a while. And the alien, there's a subtitle underneath the alien that says, do you think it'll stay harder longer now that he's already blown one? It did make me start to question my sanity <laughs> a little bit. You're watching a movie hosted by fake people on a platform mm-hmm. you're not supposed to watch movies on, and a movie that time tried to keep from us. For a reason. It's a very oh. weird paradox. And then she she emits to them a very... She zooms in and she says, they like your music to Robert Carradine, meaning these aliens have real bad taste. She, she didn't finish her sentence. She says, they like the music, which is why they are leaving the universe in a matter of minutes. As they're leaving, by the way, as they're leaving, from, they're bored from watching them have sex and they turn around... Carradine does shout at them, may the force be with you. But the best ever, at the end, they reuse, I guess, the space the spaceship uh, gra- uh, image from Starman? They I used the prop this. from Starman. And it's funny because the director that went on to work on the Starman TV show. That's probably where you got to um, So they show these uh, fighter jets flying toward this huge alien orb, this mirror ball in the sky, and you hear one of them go, God damn! <laughs> He's surprised at the alien tech that he's seeing. God, it's like two miles long. And then he immediately releases his missile to try to destroy Robert Carradine. <laughs> the real threat to the Earth. Who has just released his missiles. <laughs> Fire them into the warship Sherry. Sherry. Sure. <laughs> You're the one that's going to me. Oh, the that's aliens it. Get, that's it. The aliens get leave. the fuck out. They don't know high fives or anything. No thank yous. They just leave. I don't. We didn't even get to see them zoop on into the spaceship. They're just gone, yeah. right? Well, they say they said that they're, they're leaving. They said that they're leaving, and they keep looking back at them before they. It's very strange. I do like the fact that you never really know how the aliens feel about these people. They just kind of go along with it, and I like those kids. I like sure. their weird activities. I like their completely barren front front knockers. Do you think that they're like? That they're excited to be in this movie, or is this one of those things that they just didn't? Two of them never acted again. One of them became a very big EPK guy and did. It's still working. Worked on the all the Wachowski films. Worked on all the Sherlock Holmes movies. So he's kind of 
stayed in the business, I guess. And the funny thing... He's an EPK EP yeah, guy? and the funny thing is, you look at the picture of him on IMDb, and you could tell he's one of those kids. He hasn't shaken it. Josh Oreck, he hasn't shaken that fucking baby alien shit out of his face. He looks traumatized by having the Merkin in the photo on IMDb. We could have been in this movie. We could have, we're, the, we're the age... That these kids were probably when they made this movie. We could have been the kids. I mean, the, the main thing keeping us from it was that our parents loved us. That was the main obstacle. I wonder what the audition process was like for these kids. They didn't have to say shit. Were they, I wonder if they were just the kids of like the people that worked on the film or something. They were actually just near that bathroom. Anyway, the movie ends. What was the last scene? Is there a freeze frame? I don't really remember. There's a shot of the uh, wasteland. She does her last bit of narration, and it's just a shot of the valley or whatever. Says, uh, she says some sort of dumb shit. But the funny thing is, is their relationship was about two days old, and it was already seen kind of its nadir. It was sort of taper already. They didn't stay together. There's no way. Carradine, uh-uh. Because she asked him locked it down. What, what they're going to do, and he doesn't even think the police are going to care as long as they don't say anything. I don't I think he locked it down. I think they got married had some kids. Wow. Think so? That'd be great. I'm hoping. Hoping for the best for these okay. two. Yeah, what does she do? They never tell tell us her job. She was an area, yeah. All I know is the, the, the I feel bad for Alpha. Because he didn't get to go on a, yeah. a grand adventure. Instead, he got cut to pieces by strange men. He did. They they went straight into the abdomen and started checking out his internals yeah. and criticizing his um, yeah. other regions. This guy's got a bad mound. It's the line from the movie. I'm glad we saw it. Glad we chalked off another biggin. Hope the listeners get out there and dig this one out. This is a, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. No one's going to know what this one is, I imagine. And Is anybody going to watch I it? I think There's it's essential Don't. to... Don't well, watch it. It should be. They should attach it to Nope, and you should watch this directly before Nope, sister film. Do you think if you had seen this as a kid, you would have been like blow, blew it up in your mind that this was like an incredible Probably, movie? Probably, yeah. Or as an adult, look, you watch the credits. Not a lot of names, in, not there. a lot of names in them credits, unfortunately. <laughs> there wasn't, and they were polite in their slowness. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. Us. They they crept on. They there crept were only on. three that were worth writing down to me. Well, pick your favorite. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can have the same. Do you, how many? I wrote down about. Okay, five I wrote names. down three. They're they're all very benign, but for some reason, yeah. I really like Richard Mall. That's my, one of my favorites as well. Richard Mall. I love Kelly. I have Zapp. Kelly Zap. Do you have Hoppy? Vegetarian. Hoppy. I don't. H o p p y. Who else was in there next? Carla Fountain. <laughs> I didn't see Carla Fountain, but I did see Jim Elk. I did, yeah. He's one of the uh, Indian individuals, Native American yeah. individuals. Mm-hmm. I like Jim Elk. I like yeah. that name. I got Dale E. House as well. And I was just wondering what that E could have been. You know, right. it's a it's a razor. Email is it a Dale <laughs> E. House? But your favorite being Richard Richard Mall, Mall just. A little reminiscent of Richard Mole, who we were talking about the other day, you and I. Um, I was thinking more in terms of a um, of Ray Park's finest character. Darth yeah, Mall. Yeah, that's what I got from him. And Dick Mall. I mean, I, people could probably call him Dick. Dick Mall. Dick Mall. What a man. great name. What a, shop, what a shopping experience, you know? Kelly Zapp, Carla Fountain. Yeah, there's mm. some good ones. There were. There, you're right. There, wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of names in there. And then they, it was nice to see Nugget, that they gave the dog a credit. No, got a special... Got a special mention. Beautiful dog. Alive still. I checked in. Still killing it. It's on advanced age formula, but it's just doing fine. Yeah, Yeah. out there. Constantly blushing because he was in wavelength. He's in an old folks kennel, but he's doing okay. So he'd be what? So this is 83, about 
I guess almost forty years old. No this problem. Dog at no the problem. time, so in dog years. He forty-five years he's old. Eighteen hundred years old in dog years. He's fine. I don't want to think of a dead dog. Yeah. Do you have a cane? <laughs> Nine. Yeah, what kind of accessories would an old dog rock? You think like a cane, like a wheel? Can you imagine one of those? I think the accessory most of them rock is euthanasia. Would this beast pickled pink if this dog was still out there yeah. killing it? Well, if you tickle its pink, it'll stay around longer. <laughs> Look, you're you're hearing the sound of whirring, and it ain't an alien getting touched. It's a tattoo, man. Man, this is a tough you gotta one. Get, to get a you gotta get a wavelength. You don't, you don't want people to know. Yeah, you do. You don't want people to know. That's the thing. You don't want people to look at your tattoo and ask you. You have like we're forced to get these tattoos. We have to get one. Do you want one that has a double meaning that you can not lie to the person, but you can pretend? You know, like so. I would get there's the I would get the words uh, Delta Gamma Beta the on my shoulder. And if people asked, if people asked, I'd say yeah, it's my frat, <laughs> my fraternity. Really, I don't remember. It's my fraternity. It was I was in Delta. I was in GGB. Yeah. You know, and I give them the secret handshake. Remember? Yeah. Try to do just if they started to get skeptical, I'd, ha- I'd have to run because yeah. I didn't want to admit that's a wavelength tattoo. What about you? Mine's similar. I've got a giant terrestrial, uh, like in like a celestial from the Eternals, like in mid space. Like, oh wow, yeah, floating out there, sure. like you know, out there just mm-hmm. killing it, floating giant space robot. And then you see that his other testicle returning to its dock with the aliens on board. Right, they flew around in his balls. I didn't realize it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. The Eternals. Interesting to link a movie like the Eternals to this one, the long game. Well, I mean, he looks like one. He doesn't have to be. Look, man, credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of this movie. Mine's pretty simple. Carradine releases an album called Aliens Heal My Body, and it goes a billion platinum because the aliens lingered and and filled the entire Earth's consciousness with the desire to buy it. And so, so sure. the Earth just keeps buying this album over and over again. That's all through the mind control of the aliens. And Carradine is just thrilled. Buying diamond shoes every day and just, you know, miracle hats and just, he has a chariot. I like this. Um, mine post-credit sequel is the aliens lift into, into outer space and their mirrored, you know, disco ball, whatever we call it, as our heroes are waving to them. And they get up into... Out of, just out of harm's way, and then in their alien language, they say for Alpha," you know, and they're in a little <laughs> weird, and they press a button and they alter on Earth, <laughs> just just tear it apart for alpha. alpha, which is pour one out, which is just showing how we have made a mark on them because that wasn't his name; that's what we called him. Coincidentally, it was his name. His another aliens, aliens' real name was Quincy. It's a shame that they. Yeah, they get yeah, they kill they kill her. They, <laughs> our heroes are really the true villains of this film. They delivered our our doom back to back to space, back into. Uh, uh, they're sort in, of the heroes in, uh, of the film. Then look, you've been given the finance to have your own sequel to Wavelength. Hey, you know the money has just bounced right through the escrow chamber, and you can do whatever you want now, man. Man, get a, get a sequel to Wavelength, 100%. huh? Wow, I'm um, doing a sh- I'm, do, I'm do doing like Dustin Zant. Shot by shot remake, perfect shot by shot remake of this movie, except the aliens have genitals this time. 
<laughs> Vince Vaughn's in it. That's funny. That's super funny. I'm doing Wave Width. Of course. The sequel, Wave Width. You see my name on this? Carradine's back. Is no, that your name? it's got to be. I went with the other way. And um, Robert, Robert Carradine's back. Cherie Curry's back. They are uh, a married couple, nine kids. And um, this is, you know, this is ten years later. Kid every year. And the aliens drop back into their lives unexpectedly. And that's all as far as I <laughs> think. What could, what could happen in this sequel? I just, I just thought of the funny title, Wave With. Is yes. that good enough? Let's, let's, let's move on. You put more work I'll, into I'll yours than they did in theirs. Don't worry about it. Look, you've been given the financing right, to have your right. own business associated with Wavelength. How are you taking that hard-earned and putting it to use? Oh, that's a good question. I think I would mount a stage adaptation of Wavelength. Okay. Like, get... You know how they do that sometimes? They'll take a movie and put it on Broadway. 100%. Make a musical yeah. out of it. Matilda. I wouldn't make a musical out of it. I don't think we need to do that. But I would treat it much like Sam Shepard's True West. I get two actors, um, and then every night they would switch places. One would, you know, one would be Iris Longacre, and then the next night they would be Bobby Sinclair. <laughs> and then the aliens are just, yeah, no, they just are, like CPR dummies. Right? I mean, what do they? they don't even need yeah. to be actors. Yeah, they could just be Chucky dolls or something. <laughs> Three Chucky dolls. So yeah, I would just treat it like True West, True Wavelength is what I call it. <laughs> I'm I'm starting a sort of a mini theme park called Wavelength Hill, and it's built um, on the side of a mountain. We carve out that mountain and create a very steep incline, and for a nominal fee, we will kick yeah. you down that mountain into a grinding device. <laughs> We'll kick you down at a thousand miles an hour into that gaping grinding mechanism lurking at the bottom Listen, of Wavelength Hill. For a fee. Nominal fee, yeah. Just a small, yeah, yeah, not really a commitment. Okay. Look, you have been inserted into the running time of Wavelength. What shape would your performance take? Oh, man. Seriously? Yeah. You'd be in this movie, huh? 200%. I, I'm the other cop at the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm okay. not, you don't see me, but you hear, like, I, I'm there. And I, I hear the commotion that's going on, but I can't. Come help, yeah. because I am going Ruby Tuesday salad bar at the glory hole. I am just getting knee deep in some mouth man poon. <laughs> I am, you know, hauling onto it and sl- slaving over it. Um, and I hear the commotion, and I'm just encumbered. Figured whatever's happening will be over by the time I'm able to get back into cop shape. So I just, you know, glory mm-hmm. out, and I emerge sheepishly as the uh, police descend on the crime scene. I got some splaining to do, because mm-hmm. I look like a Krispy Kreme donut walking out of that bathroom. I'm one of the aliens. I'm some Sigma. Oh, nice. I'm, in the, I'm the fifth alien, Sigma. And I have aspirations to be the first alien comedian. And so the whole time, my alien brethren are pulling Robert Carradine and Drew Curry. Wouldn't that be called a communion? You know, they're trying to pull them to the Mojave Desert, wherever they end up. I don't know where they go. You said they go to Mexico. I'm trying to get them to like trying to make soundless suggestions and and telepathically communicate that I want to go to Chuckles Comedy Corner mm-hmm. and relinquish my act on an unsuspecting crowd, which really involves a lot of me pointing to my uh, you know my bare genital region and then looking like what happened? See the other guy. Like giving the huh? Just like what? Where did it go? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my. That's one of the jokes right. I thought of. <laughs> wordless comedy, wordless prop comedy, <laughs> wordless you know, lack of a prop comedy. 
I'm just like constantly frustrated because I'm never, I'm never getting even close to a comedy club. You know, I'm trying to stall my, my fellow uh, aliens. You're dragging their escape down because every time you see a brick wall, you'll stand in front of it. You know, maybe I, maybe I don't go on the ship at the end. Everybody else goes in that ship, but I'm trotting towards yeah, yeah, yeah. back and towards then, L.A. Yeah, Sigma's meddling for Emo Phillips or something. I like it. Speaking of, yeah, okay, just trying, just trying to put a 15 minute spot right. together. Got to get your best 15 minutes of soundless genitalia comedy. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, you've got to incorporate a little wavelength into your. Uh, into your life, man. Mantra, screed, you know, some tantra, whatever it is. No. <laughs> I'd like to hear you go on this one. That's already a tough uh, for any movie. but I just feel even weirder at church. Yeah? Yeah. I already feel weird going into a church, but thanks to Wavelength, mm-hmm. I feel even weirder. Knowing that there's children's clothes unworn in a box someplace. Sends a chill down my spine, thinking that at some point aliens oh. are going to come use it as their personal jamboree. Well, maybe uh, every time someone accuses me of owing money, I'd smash a guitar. Like there's, oh no, 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 I know. I'll just get my lip print taken every <laughs> once in a while. That's what I'll do. I'll find a place that takes a lip. That'd print. be great. The turnstiles yeah. at the uh, train station. <laughs> you know, getting your lip. <laughs> the easy pass. You're on the highway. You have to stick your head up against the fucking pylon as you're driving past it. It's great. Like your lip across plastic uh, read, you know, lip reader or something. I, I could do it. I, I just we'll have to find a place that that's the acceptable identification is, uh, you know, put your lip here oh, yeah. or something. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, get my lip You're print. Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> ordering a ordering a beer from the waitress and she like, <sighs> you know, getting dragged out in handcuffs. Um, and lastly, but not least, man. Mm-hmm. You've been floating on this island for all these many years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take the coup de gras, something from Wavelength. What are you bringing to your island, man? Movie? Man, that's a good, good question. What would you do? They accuse the aliens of sounding like, the alien cries of sounding like whale sounds. They mm-hmm. do. They do sound like, and she mentions it. Like They sound like whales. And I'd, I guess I'd bring the, the sounds, uh, the kind of the, the wailing of these poor alien you think they're children, but remember they say that they're older than us. A lot older. I'll just bring their cries to my island. Because I don't, you know, because I need some, I want to make my island more authentic. I'd like to get, I think the whale sounds kind of make it sound authentic. So that would just be the crying alien sounds, but sound like whales. The Good sad enough. thing is, is their alien sounds are actually ethnic slurs to whales. Oh no. Yep. You did it. You're going to get canceled by a fucking baleen whale. Fucking fucking narwhale and a fucking right whale conspire to get you canceled out in that island man they attack maybe they attack i don't realize what they're doing oh they're coming they must be attracted to their the sounds they are coming they hear these sounds they must think that they're whale breath no i didn't realize that these are they're being verbally attacked by an alien race no by you and they think it's me and i'm just i don't know how does a whale attack somebody on land that's what i'm questioning it's a good question a narwhal has that spike that horn it's a right? tooth it is. It's a tooth that grows. Zoom. I know yeah. it is. You're right. Sailor's tooth. It looks like a horn, though, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. That's a tooth? Does it get a cavity? Can it? Yeah. What a... That yeah. sucks. Get a, Be a narwhal with a fucking crown? Get a, get a filling? What the canal? fuck is yeah, that I mean, that's shining rough... out in the ocean? Oh, he got fronts. Uh, we got a... Bre- the, 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 the people that take care of narwhals, they brush that, they brush that I horn? I don't think people take care of narwhals. It's real, though. Yeah. It's not a mythical it's real beast. real shit. They're out it was there, mis- right? I think that's their... It, 
it was sailors got jacked up though and thought they were something else, unicorns or some weird Did shit. They? Yeah, it's like manatees. Yeah, that's a weird sight. Do they have? Well, so they just got the one tooth. Like, give me some more. I info think on it, this. it's either one or two that kind of grow spirally out of their stupid heads. Make any sense? Sorry, but yeah, I'm taking those sounds. Yeah, I um, I have a, a, a cruel joke I'm playing on a on a dead man, but I've got Keenan Wynn's body in a fucking cage hanging from a tree on my island. And just out of reach, in a smaller cage, I have a lantern hanging that he can never reach. Even if he were to come to life on this very day, that lantern would be just too far for him and his stupid hand to get to. For, oh, for being so possessive that. over a lantern after a man gave you money out of his very limited resources, you're going to hold a fucking lantern hostage? Go fuck yourself, Keenan Wynn. You're done. It's his, it's his character. Oh. Uh, well, I took actor. his dead body from his family's plot, and I have it hanging at my island in the sunlight, from just completely exposed to nature, with nothing but a lantern out of reach to keep him company. You are punishing an actor for something that he, a scriptwriter came up with. You're punishing the actor. You're making me rethink. Unbelievable. You're me rethink. Unbelievable. Yeah, I hope so. All right, I'm going to have his wife's coffin exhumed as well. I'm going to have it hanging also out of reach. Screenwriter didn't do that, did he? Charles, I'm just being alone.